The Cosmic Christ Center presents The Cosmic Bible With your host, Ascendant Master, Theologian, and Bible Instructor, Mercy Heavens Touch the face of God Hear the Spirit in every word and commune with the cosmic knowledge of the Creator. This is Christ's Word. Theme music, Blue Skies by David Feslian. FeslianStudios.com Ecclesiastes 318. As for humans, God tests them all, so that they may see that they are just like the animals. Surely the faith of a human being is the same faith as that of an animal. The same fate awaits them both. As one dies, so dies the other. All have the same breath. Humans have no advantage over the animals. Welcome to the Cosmic Bible. I'm Mercy Heavens, and this is Christ's Word. Jesus told me, a great awakening is upon you. What I am going to tell you will change all that you have learned. For the truth of my words shall change the whole dynamic of what you have previously been programmed to believe by the very men whom have chosen man's ways over God's truth. Yea, the lessons of God's truth shall be used to shed a light on the darkness that men have brought into the world. Hear me now with your whole hearts and ears. Men have tempted the people of the world to follow sin, and now the light of truth must prevail so the darkness will be smothered by the illumination of God's everlasting verity. John 8:32. The truth will set you free. 1 John 3:18. Let us not love with words, but with deeds and with truth. John 16:13. When the spirit of truth comes upon you, God will guide you. God did tell me, unless men start caring for the earth, by the word of truth, the earth will perish before their eyes. In fact, it has already started. The truth is, men are shepherds. Men were cursed from the beginning because men cursed themselves by not following the truth. Yea, men chose to follow the worldly ways of other men rather than the peaceful ways of God. Genesis 3.14 Cursed are men above all of the animals, for cursed is the earth because of men. Be it known on this day and hereafter that men have falsified the words in the great book, and therefore the truth must be heard to correct the error of their ways. The words rule, subdue, and dominate were never spoken by God in reference to how men were supposed to lead the world, for men were supposed to be humble servants and shepherds. These arbitrary words of power, oppression, and control were not from the fruits of the Spirit, 
but from man's lower mind. Because men are now the masters of violence and inequity, they have become the greatest enemies and catalysts of the world. In Genesis 1, 2, 6 through 1, 2, 9, man did tell the people that God gave them the exclusive right and authority to rule over the world as dictators and dominators above all other life forms, including womankind. But this is not true. When thinking of all words inside the Bible, be mindful that the receiver of the original channeled messages took these messages down, not verbatim, as they were told to man, but with human embellishment to suit man's own level of limited comprehension and understanding. And then more and more men translated these misinterpretations to suit their own comprehension and understanding until the scriptures themselves were written in the point of view of men rather than in God's own truth. When reading the Bible, be mindful of human words and personal interjections. And remember, this one book was translated over 2,000 times in many different languages. And then it was rewritten, tweaked, modified, changed, and altered. And then finally, adapted and adjusted to fit the individual and personal opinions and interpretations of the 30,000 different Christian religions that exist in the world today. All of these interpretations are now Bibles of their own, for they have been published over 230 times, and that means there are over 230 different interpretations and versions of this one single document. These facts are both astounding and staggering, but they're true, and no matter how many people change the words inside these scriptures, they cannot change the spiritual meanings, because the spiritual lesson does not change. It still applies it stays the same according to the fruits of the Spirit. Without the Spirit's presence in man's actions, the world shall be destroyed. And so it was destroyed, and it still is being destroyed by men today. Your job as a spiritual reader is to eliminate man from the spiritual lessons inside the scriptures by keeping focused on the lessons and not on the chosen human words inside the scriptures. This way, only the spiritual teachings will remain. In other words, you must take anything that remotely even sounds like a man wrote it and pull it out of the scriptures so the spiritual lesson can be applied. The lesson stays the same no matter what words men use to relay the lesson. So now let's look at these scriptures that Christ was speaking of. The scriptures that men use when they said rule, subdue, and dominate the world. Genesis 1-6 And God said, Let us make man in our image and after our likeness. God is the image of all that God creates, for God is spirit, 
and the Spirit of God is the foundation of all creation. So, did God make man in God's physical image? The answer is no. Man was made in God's spiritual image. Man was made with the essence of God just like every other living creation of God was made with God's essence. God is all and all are God. In 1 John 1 5 it tells us God is light and in God there is no darkness at all. Since God lives where darkness cannot go then God's image is one that cannot reside in darkness. This information shows you that for man to be made in God's image, God intended man to rise above the darkness of the earthly desires while acting in light, for light is the image of God. Jesus told me, God is the light of all creation. When men act in light, they do not kill, nor do they harm, nor do they create states of suffering, terror, oppression, persecution, inequity, corruption, or hardship to themselves or other living beings. To be of God's image, men must at all times act, think, and live the fruits of the Spirit and obey all of God's laws and commands. Genesis 1-6 goes on to say, Let men rule and have dominion over the fish of the sea, and over the fowl of the air, and over the cattle, and over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth. Once again, God did not put men in rule over the earth all over all life upon her. Man himself put men in rule. God intended that man would lead as servants, stewards, shepherds, and caretakers of God's earth. God did not place men above the earth nor did God place man above any of God's first creations. Men are to act with the fruits of the Spirit and govern the earth and all life upon her, fairly, mercifully, morally, lovingly, and gently, while exercising a peaceful, guiding influence over all. Let's look at Genesis 1 to 8. Genesis 1 to 8. Be fruitful and increase in number. When God said be fruitful and increase in number, God did not want man to overpopulate the planet, but this would upset the balance of the earth's ecosystems and her environmental structure. It would also show that man had no self-control. To be fruitful is to produce the fruits of the Spirit, 
to sow the seeds of the Spirit and to reap a harvest of fruits from those seeds. It is the knowledge of the fruits of the Spirit that must multiply. As we spread the knowledge of the fruits of the Spirit through God's Word, so others gain knowledge of the fruits of the Spirit. To increase in knowledge is to multiply with self-control. God wanted men to increase their knowledge and thereby the number of knowledgeable shepherds educated in the fruits of the Spirit would increase upon the earth and in the minds of the shepherds. So the minds of the shepherds would be raised to higher states of understanding. The fruits of the Spirit can be found in Galatians 5.22. The fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. These are the attributes of the Spirit of God, and as God created you, so you hold these attributes. And in order to serve God, you must emulate these attributes, not turn away from them. This is your duty as God's shepherds. If you are to rule over the earth, you must rule with peace, love, forbearance, kindness, mercy, gentleness, and self-control. If men are fruitful, then they are exhibiting the fruits of the Spirit and teaching the fruits of the Spirit to their young and to other women and men. Jesus told me, Spread the fruits of the Spirit to your young. Yea, this is how you multiply good deeds upon the earth. For each person who takes the fruits of the Spirit upon themselves, a new member is added to the covenant of God. When one hundred men have taken the fruits of the Spirit upon them, the number of spiritual men multiply upon the earth, and so the fruits increase, and so do the shepherds. But I will be clear, for too often you hear only with your leanings and longings. The fruits of the Spirit are not the fruits of your loins. I do not refer to a man's seed as the fruits of the Spirit. The fruits of the Spirit are the holy aspects of God that are realized in the expressions of selfless love, radiant joy, undisturbed peace, fine, delicate gentleness, exquisite kindness, heavenly mercy, courageous self-control, and determined and responsible forbearance. Now let's look at what the rest of Genesis 1-8 says. Genesis 1-8 Be fruitful and increase in number and fill the earth and subdue it. Jesus tells us, Men chose the word subdue because in their minds they wanted to take control. But God actually told men to care for the earth. This is the truth of what God intended. Act with the fruits of the Spirit and do not overpower the earth of any of her life forms through force, but this will lead your flock to danger. 
as God placed all men under the full possession of the fruits of the Spirit, all men must use peace and gentleness to tend to the earth, the environment, the world, and all of God's creations. As men care for the earth with the fruits of the Spirit, they become docile and passive in nature, and so peace is brought to the world. As God wants men to seek peace, God gave man a healthy, non-violent diet. Genesis 1-9 The first and only diet of God. I give you every seed-bearing plant on the face of the whole earth, and every tree that has fruit with seed in it. They will be yours for food. And to all of the animals on the earth, and all of the birds in the sky, and all of the creatures that move along the ground, everything that has breath of life in it, I give every green plant for food. And it was so. God saw all that he had made, and it was very good. Genesis 1-9 was the diet that God created for the body, mind, and spirit of men. And it was a perfect diet to nourish the spiritual energy field, the spiritual body and spiritual mind of man. Vegetation and fruit are the foods that endure to eternal life because these are the foods that feed the spirit and mind. Flesh food does not feed the spirit and mind. Flesh food is the end product of pain, suffering, terror, and confusion. These things come from the death of a living being. Like spiritual food that never spoils, vegetation does not quickly spoil. For once it is fresh picked, it remains fresh for days and weeks while you store it. And then, once it is eaten, vegetation still remains alive and fresh until the digestion process begins. Yea, spirituality and a fruit and vegetation diet go hand in hand. For vegetation and fruit raise the spirit and consciousness to higher awareness states while bringing health and well-being to the energy field of a man. Therefore, vegetation works with and alongside spiritual food to keep the body and mind in balance. Unlike freshly slaughtered meat, and meat from a market, which must be chilled and preserved, or it will rot and spoil. Vegetation remains fresh, even as you consume it. It is not death. Remember, God never gave man permission to eat meat. God instead knew man would not stop eating meat. So God turned man over to man's sins. When man eats a diet of vegetation and fruit, they lift the weight of death, guilt, shame, terror, and sin from their shoulders 
while placing virtue in their souls. Yea, I tell you the truth, do not think repercussions do not occur when a man disturbs the divine spiritual energy in a living being's life force at death, for they do. The intuitive sense of all living beings at the time of their death begins the highest level of recording inside their minds. And so the adrenaline from the great upheaval of their petrified and horror-stricken mental states stays with their meat after death. No man can expect to bring violence into the world and get peace in return. Meat eating is a violent act of inequity because it harms and oppresses the animal that the meat was taken from. And although men choose to believe otherwise, the fatalistic vibrations of an animal's emotions and feelings of terror, distress, anguish, confusion, anxiety, and pain are indeed still with them after death, for they penetrate and permeate their flesh as they spread throughout the very meat that humans digest. Because meat comes from the darkness of death, meat is a life and light destroying food. It does not work well with the spirit or with spiritual food, nor does it raise the spirit or the spirit mind to higher awareness states. Spiritual food comes from the highest vibration of light, and the highest vibration of light cannot be seen in the darkness, nor can it be seen in the dark deeds of men. To kill is a dark deed. To eat, wear, or use any part of death is also a dark deed. Remember, the sting of death is sin. You have been told this before. 1 Corinthians 15:56. The sting of death is sin. Meat eating is unfairly detestable. Deuteronomy 25:16. For everyone who acts unfairly is detestable. They are an abomination to the Lord your God. Meat eating is unnecessary, for it comes from dishonest gain. Meat eating is the shedding of innocent blood and the practice of oppression and violence. Jeremiah 22:17. Men have eyes and a heart only for dishonest gain, for shedding innocent blood, and for practicing oppression and violence. To be of God, man must follow Genesis 1-9, because this was God's first diet for man, before man sinned. Because men do not follow Genesis 1-9, and because men choose to follow the darkness of death and sin, Meat eating should be outlawed, for in God's eyes, it is the wrong thing to do. James 4.17 So whoever knows the right thing to do and fails to do it, 
for him it is sin. 1 John 3, 4. Everyone who practices sin also practices lawlessness. Sin is lawlessness. Do not think God condones meat-eating, for God does not. And do not think that God favors those who eat meat. Again, God does not. Remember your lessons on who God is. God's first command stands, for God does not change God's mind. Proverbs 35. God is flawless. Numbers 3, 23, 19. And Titans 1, 2. God does not lie, nor does God change God's mind. 1 Corinthians 14, 33. God is not a God of disorder. God is a God of peace. John 1, 5. God is light. In God there is no darkness at all. John 17, 17. God is truth. Although the tale and origins of meat and men was kept from the eyes of humankind, I tell you now, as God told me, meat eating for man is sin, and through man's sin meat eating came into the world. Yea, as sin begat sin and begat sin again and again, each sin that does rise becomes more and more wicked than the first original sin. The story of Adam and Eve is the story of man's first sin. For from the tree of knowledge all sin came into the world. Yea, the tale of Adam and Eve does not go into detail, but I shall tell you now. After Adam placed death in the womb of Eve, a great evil came over his mind, and from that evil he saw the young calves take the milk from their mother's breasts, and then he too took the milk from their mother's breasts. And when Adam saw the beasts kill and eat the flesh of other beasts, he too found ways to kill and eat the flesh of other beasts. Yea, although it was not written, man did far more to the world than place death inside the womb of Eve. The story of man's full range and corruption was kept from human eyes. Nay, the men that took dictation left many parts out of the great tale. But the truth I shall tell you now, for God did tell it to me. Genesis 3.21 Unto Adam and Eve God did make coats of animal skins and clothe them. The lust in man was great. For after Adam took Eve against her will, the naked flesh of the woman drove Adam's mind to madness. Yea, this was why God cloaked the two in fur. God did choose fur as the cloth to cover the nakedness of man, for the fur came from the very first beast that man did gutter, kill, and skin. God clothed the man in fur, for it was God's own way of making man wear man's greatest sin, the sin of death. With death upon man's back, man's greatest sin was now on display for all the world to see, for it was the killing of animals that would destroy the entire earth. Man's ability to kill was a great warning to all of animal kind. And this was why God said in Genesis 
The fear and dread of you will fall on all the beasts of the earth and on all the birds in the sky and on every creature that moves along the ground and on all the fish in the sea. God was not giving man praise for condemnation for their violent acts. For by their violent acts, men condemned themselves, for they were lost to God. The death upon man's back did indeed create great fear and dread in all of the animals' hearts and minds. For man soon began their legacy of animal destruction upon the earth. When Jesus speaks, men must listen in order to hear and understand the truth of the scriptures apart from the lies of men. As I was debating a meat eater one day, this man told me, there is no good reason why men should not eat meat, but there is absolutely no proof that animals suffer when meat is eaten by men. I mean, it's not like you look outside your window and see them suffering and dying every day. Hearing these words sent a chill through me, for the man was right. Men were murdering God's animals in secret, behind closed doors, so no one would see the violence and depravity of their destruction. Upset by this man's words, I went home and I told my sister Reva what transpired. And this is what Jesus said to her. They hide the bludgeoning, flame, and disemboweling of animals every day. Yea, they do not publicly show these things, yet they hack off their limbs, and they gouge out their eyes, and cut out their tongues. Nay, men will not show the masses the atrocities behind their eating of meat. But I see what you display at the end product after the slaughter occurs. I see the ground meat the steak, the rib roast, the succulent duckling, the turkey, bacon, ham, sausage, kielbasa, the chicken wings, the chicken livers, the chicken legs. I see the animal hooves pickled in jars. I see the ears, hooves, and antlers processed and hanging up as raw hide for dogs. I see whole lobsters piled in one tank as the bodies on top crush the bodies on the bottom suffocating them in their own starving body excretions. And then I see you, too. I see all of your human dullness and gluttony as you place your order to have these creatures steamed or boiled alive right on the premises while you smile with wide eyes and drooling lips, anticipating your blood and death meal that came from excruciating pain and suffering. I see in your freezer cases, deli cases, and seafood cases. Do you realize the body parts that you crave, the body parts that you drool for, come off a living animal, a creation of God that once lived and breathed as you do? Do you realize this creature felt its languished torment while it waited to be slaughtered? Do you realize that in purchasing the end product of the slaughter, you are telling the butchers to slaughter more? Do you not see that in doing these things, you are not superior to the slaughtered animal? You are inferior. 
for the animal you slaughter and eat is harmless to you. You are the one choosing to be its enemy. You are acting like pirates, pilfering, plundering, and slaughtering for your own gains. And these are not the only crimes you keep secret. No one speaks of the tortures behind acts of war, terrorism, counter-terrorism, or the acts of torture and abuse that go on behind prison walls and in military, law enforcement, and government installations. No one mentions the tortures that go on in your laboratories, the very labs used to test your cosmetics, medicines, and electronic equipment, including your automobiles. Do you realize these things are abominations to the Lord? Wake up! Human practices are detestable. Cease your self-induced blindness. Turn away from your gluttony. There is more at stake here than your appetites and your lust for empires built with the blood and suffering of the innocent. If one of you were to eat another man, you would recoil in horror, yet you readily accept the butchering and consumption of animal flesh. Hypocrites! Where is it said that humans are superior to the animals? No man has a right to appoint the time of death of any animal. Only nature does. Men are not the masters of this world. Nature is their master. Men are meddling in things they know nothing about. And as we speak, they are facing damnation by their own inferior minds and wicked hands. Men have made this world a hell on earth for all who live here. They have even cursed their very own existence. Hear me, all people of the earth. Men do not understand the Bible's words, for man rewrote the truth. Yea, men have spread their lies and misinformation for so long that the truth is now in darkness. Hear me, all my people. Bring the truth out in the light. Spread God's truth from sea to sea and teach mankind the errors and sins of their ways. The animals are mine, as I am God's son, and the animals are God's children. The earth and her creatures do not belong to man. It is only man's blind dominance and his lust for blood that destroys them. But when the end comes for man, there will be a price to pay, for the mind does not forget. And as the mind lives in cycles, so the very wheel of existence turns in cycles too. Have you not heard what goes around comes around? You will know this as your last breath escapes from your corpse. The truth of the spirit is purity, grace, nobility, honor, mercy, compassion, loveliness, light, gentleness, goodness, and peace. The truth of the spirit is in virtuous and praiseworthy acts of holiness. You need not ask the truth of the spirit. You need to examine the truth in your darkness, for there is no truth in darkness other than the truth of death for darkness is the death of all truth. The truth sets you free from chains. Darkness binds you in chains. Chains upon chains are added to your body so you will never leave the darkness even after your body expires. For in creating darkness, you become darkness 
and condemn yourselves to the lower worlds from which you will never rise. Should you set your eyes and your hearts on the evil you do and relish it, should you bathe in the blood and suffering you cause, it will be your swimming pool for all of time. You will not leave it. Never will you be able to wash off the blood from your bodies. Never will you know peace or rest. Your minds will be eternally fixed on the horrors you created upon the earth, and you will see these things before you, and you will be powerless to close your eyes. You will hear the suffering cries, and you will smell the stench of the death you caused. You will not be able to shut out the sounds or smell. Through all of eternity, this will be your plight, and verily, I tell you, you will not rise. You will not rise. You will never know the world above. You will not rise. Ephesians 5.8 Live as children of light, for the fruit of light consists of all goodness, righteousness, and truth. Have nothing to do with fruitless deeds of darkness, but rather expose them. For it is disgraceful even to speak of things which are done by men in secret. Isaiah 65, 4. Jesus said, All day long I have held up my hands to an obstinate people who walk in ways that are not good while pursuing their own imaginations. They sit among the graves and spend the night in secret places, eating the flesh of pigs and the broth of meat inside their pots. All those who forsake the Lord are destined for the sword, and therefore they will fall in the slaughter. For I called out to them, but they did not answer. I spoke to them, but they did not listen. All they did was evil in my sight, because they chose to do what displeases me. You can hear the animals crying out, just as men have cried out, in Psalm 64, 5. Hear me, my God, and protect my life from the threat of the enemy. Hide me from the conspiracy of the wicked, from the plots of evildoers. They shoot suddenly without regret. They encourage each other in evil plans. They talk about hiding their traps and their snares. And then, as they plot injustice, they say, We have devised a perfect plan. Surely the human mind and heart is devious and cunning. No matter how you look at it, meat eating is sin. And no human law can take that fact away. Romans 14.20 Do not destroy the work of God for the sake of food. 1 Corinthians 15.56 The sting of death is sin. You cannot eat meat without creating states of death for the animals that you kill for your meat. James 4.17 So whoever knows the right thing to do and fails to do it, for him it is sin. Men know the right thing to do because men were told the right thing to do by God when God told them to eat a vegetation diet in Genesis 1.29. I give you every seed bearing plant on the face of the whole earth and every tree that has fruit with seed in it. They will be yours for food. Meat is sin. 1 John 3, 4 Everyone who practices sin also practices lawlessness. Sin is lawlessness. 
Meat is sin and meat is lawlessness. Romans 2.11 It is not those who hear the law who are righteous in God's sight, but it is those who obey the law who will be declared righteous. The law is Genesis 1.29 and men do not obey it. Therefore, men are not righteous. Psalm 104.13 The Lord makes the springs pour water into the ravines. It flows between the mountains and gives water to all of the animals in the fields, so they quench their thirst. The birds of the sky nest by the waters. They sing among the branches. The Lord waters the mountains from his upper chambers. The land is satisfied by the fruit of his work. The Lord makes the grass grow for the cattle and vegetation grow for man's labor. Ezekiel 36.29 I will save you from all of your uncleanliness and I will call for the grain and multiply it. I will multiply the fruit of the tree and the produce of the field. Then you will remember your evil ways and your deeds that were no good. And you will loathe yourselves in your own sight, for you will loathe your inequities and your abominations. Let it be known to you. Be ashamed and confounded by your ways. Jeremiah 12.4 How long will the land mourn and the grass of every field wither for the wickedness of those who live in it? The animals and the birds are swept away. Proverbs 3 7 Shun evil. This will bring health to your body and nourishment to your bones. Honor the Lord with your wealth and with the fruits of your first crop. Proverbs 13 2 The unfaithful have an appetite for violence. The wicked make themselves smell like a stench that brings shame upon themselves. Fools detest turning from evil. Proverbs 3.31 Do not envy the violent or choose any of their ways. On our next episode of the Cosmic Bible, we will be examining the biblical account of man's violence and crimes against his fellow man on earth. I'm Mercy Heavens, and may the word of Christ be with you.